Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of The Informed Catholic. And um, before we start, uh, I want to say to everyone, Happy Easter. Uh, Christ has risen. He has risen indeed. And, uh, well, for this episode, uh, I'm going to do all the readings for the resurrection for the Easter vigil. And uh, I want to first um, sort of like give my thoughts about the beauty of of our Catholic Christian faith. Christ is the most beautiful thing. He's the most beautiful uh, the most beautiful He's the greatest beauty of our salvation. He is our salvation. He's the Alpha and He is the Omega. He is the first and He's the last. He's the answer to humanity. Everything else is nothing. It, it, there's, there's nothing compared to Him. There can't be. There can't be. Um... The more I have grown in my Catholic faith, and I'm not perfect. I'm still a, um, I'm still a sinner. Uh, I'll be a sinner to the end, to the last day of my life. But Christ truly is the answer to all our problems. Now. Imagine if everyone on this planet came to faith. All our problems would be solved. Imagine if everyone acknowledged Christ as Savior. All our, all our troubles would be solved, right? If everyone repented of their sins, if everyone... Um, acknowledged, confessed their sins, all their hidden sins. Yeah. There's so much evil right now in the world. The transsexual stuff, the, the corruption in politics, the, the, uh, corruption in the, in the economic industry. There's so much evil on the streets. I mean, you can look at some of the videos that people post on Instagram, <clears throat> um, people getting shot, uh, people getting pushed in the subway stations, everything, everything is happening is because sin has increased and, but at the same time, Grace has increased, as St. Paul says. There are people who are turning to Christ. Yes, we're all not united, Catholics, Orthodox, Christians of the East, and Protestants. We're all not united. But there's Messianic Jews converting, and... and 
once you begin your path to conversion, once you begin your path to encountering Christ and walking in Christ and coming to faith in Christ, you don't know where that journey is going to lead you. Some people, it led them to the Catholic faith. When you want to get to know Christ more. And there are some people that avoid that path, avoid that path to to walking with Christ. I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, there are some people that don't want, that don't like Catholicism, that don't like the, the, the they want their own autonomy. They want to be their own masters of their own church, their own ministry. And that in itself is sad because I don't think they know him then. They don't know him. Just like there are people who want to become their own masters in politics, those particular Catholics who know the truth but choose to not to not walk with Christ. They choose to become like Pontius Pilate. What is truth? In other words, they rather that the truth be ambiguous and blurry <clears throat> so they can have the wiggle room to commit sin so they can become the master of their own lives in the political arena. G.K. Chesterton spoke the truth when he said, when you stop believing in God, it doesn't mean you stop believing. It means you'll believe in anything. Anything that would be beneficial to make you master of your own life. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and he's the last. He is the resurrection and he's the life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ is the great I am. He is the only begotten Son of the Father. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, begotten before all ages. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he, he, was, born, he was made incarnate and born of the Virgin Mary and became man. Jesus Christ is Lord. Happy Easter. And God, and may, may, may our Lord Jesus Christ enlighten you and bring you to everlasting life. Amen. So, in Easter Vigil Night, uh, there's this beautiful uh, the Easter proclamation, Exalted. It's very beautiful. Um, I'm not going to sing it because I don't have a, a singing voice, but I'm going to read you some of it. All right. Exalt. Let them exalt the hosts of heaven. Exalt. Let angel ministers of God exalt. Let the tri triumph trumpet of salvation sound aloud our mighty king's trump triumph. Be glad, let earth be glad as glory floods her. Ablaze with light from her eternal king, 
Let all corners of the earth be glad, knowing an end to gloom and darkness. Rejoice, let Mother Church also rejoice, arrayed with lightning of his glory. Let this, let this holy building shake with joy, filled with the mighty voices of the peoples. Okay, that's the first part here. And, you know, they light, there's a, a point where they light the fire. Uh, because this goes back to the Old Testament where uh, Moses and Aaron's, son, um, Aaron's sons had to light the fire and bless a particular fire that had to be brought into the sanctuary. And only holy fire, blessed fire, sanctified fire can be brought in. All right. Um, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just with ardent love of mind and heart and with devoted, devoted service of our voice to acclaim our God invisible, the Almighty Father, and Jesus Christ our Lord, his, his Son, his only begotten, who for our sake paid Adam's debt to the Eternal Father and pouring out his own dear blood, wiped clean the record of our ancient sinfulness. These then are the feasts of Passover in which is slain the lamb of the one, the one true lamb whose blood anointed the doorpost of believers. This is the night when once you led our forebearers, Israel children, from slavery in Egypt and made them pass dry shot through the Red Sea. This is the night that with a pillar of fire banished darkness of sin. This is the night that even now throughout the world set Christian believers apart from the worldly vices and from the gloom of sin, leading them to grace and joining them to his holy ones. This is the night when Christ broke the prison bars of death and rose victorious from the underworld. Okay, so you see here, all right, a little, I, I jumped ahead with the fire, but this is the night. It, the, 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 the song, the poem is connecting everything back to the Passover lamb. You see, the Catholic faith is rooted, much of our faith is rooted with ancient Israel. The church is Jewish. The church is Israel. The church is connected to ancient Israel, the blood of Christ that marked the doorposts. We know that was a symbol of the blood of Christ, the lamb, and it was pointing to Christ. And Christ is also looking, pointing back because this is what our faith does. Okay, so we go on from this. Ready? This is the night when Christ broke the prison bars of death and rose victorious from the underworld. Our birth would have been no gain had we not been redeemed. A wonder of your humble care for us. O love of charity beyond all telling. 
to ransom a slave you gave away your son, O truly necessary sin of Adam, destroyed completely by the death of Christ, O happy fault that earned so great a glorious Redeemer, O truly blessed night, worthy alone to know the time and hour when Christ rose from the underworld, this is the night of, of which it is written, the night shall be as bright as day, dazzling as in the night for me, and full of gladness. The sanctifying power of this night dispels wickedness and washes fault away, restores un, in innocency to the fallen, and joy to the mourners, drives out hatred, fosters concord, and brings down the mighty. On this night, on this your night of grace, O Holy Father, accept this candle, we get to the candle, a solemn offering, the work of bees and of your servants' hands, an evening sacrifice of praise, this gift from your most holy church. But now we know <clears throat> the praises of, the, of this pillar, which glowing fire ignites for God's honor, a fire into many flames undivided, yet never dimmed by sharing of its light, for it, for it is fed by melting wax, drawn out by mother bees to build a torch so precious. O oh, truly blessed night, when things, when things of heaven are wed to things of earth and divine to the human. On this night of grace, O Holy Father, accept this candle, a solemn offering, the work of bees of your servants' hands, an evening sacrifice of praise, this gift from your most holy church. Therefore, O Lord, we pray you that this candle, hallowed to the honor of your name, may persevere undimmed to overcome the darkness of this night, receive it as a pleasing fragrance, and let it mingle with the light of heaven. <clears throat> may this flame be found still burning by the morning star, the one morning star who never sets Christ your Son, who coming back from, that, from death's domain has shed his peaceful light on humanity and lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> okay, there's a moment where he marks the candle, a vertical and a horizontal. On top of the vertical post of the cross, he puts alpha and the bottom he puts omega. And then they, they carve the year like 2023 on both sides of the cross. It's a beautiful, um, beautiful event. Uh, and then he goes on to say, Dearest, dearest brethren and brothers and sisters, now that we have begun our solemn vigil, let us listen with quiet hearts to the word of God. Let us meditate on how God in times past saved his people and in these last days has sent us his son.
as our Redeemer. Let us pray that our that our God may complete this Paschal, Paschal work of salvation by the fullness of redemption. So that's another thing I really, I think I like the term uh, Paschal Vigil. I think I term I like the Paschal Mystery. Easter is such a very English word. It's an English word. And in Spanish and Italian and Portuguese, they use the word Paschal, Pashka, which is Passover. It's too bad in English we don't say that. We use the word Easter. And it's a dramatic English word. It's not bad, but it doesn't it doesn't capture the um mystery. It doesn't capture the the redemption, the the sanctification as Passover. Pashka does. It's too bad. I think we should use that word more often in English. As Catholics, I think we should use, instead of Easter, we should use Pashka or Passover, the Passover of Christ. I think it's better, but I'm not in control of that, right? All right, so let's begin the reading. The first reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 1. Verse 1 to 22. Uh, actually, it's going to be 1 to verse 31. I'm going to do the whole thing. Okay. A reading from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless wasteland, and darkness covered the abyss, while a mighty wind swept over the waters of God. It actually should be uh, the mighty spirit of God hovered over the waters. Okay, the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw how good the light was. God then separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Then uh, evening came, and morning followed the first day. Then God said, let there be a dome in the middle of the waters to separate one body of water from the other. So it happened. God made the dome and separated the water above the dome from the water below it. And God called the dome the sky. Evening came and morning followed the second day. Then God said, let the water under the sky be gathered into a single basin so that the dry land may appear. And so it happened. The water under the sky was gathered into its basin, and the dry land appeared. And God called the dry land earth, and the basin of water he called the sea. God saw how good it was. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth vegetation of every kind, a plant that bears seed, and every kind of fruit tree on earth that bears fruit, with its seed in it, and so it happened. The earth brought forth every kind of plant that bears seed, and every kind of fruit tree on earth that bears fruit, with its seed in it. God saw how good it was. Evening came, and morning followed the third day. Then God said, Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate from 
separate day from night. Let them mark the fixed times, the days and years that serve as luminaries in the dome of the sky to shed light upon the earth. And so it happened. God made the two great lights, the greater one to govern the day and the lesser one to govern the night. And he made the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to shed light upon the earth, to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from darkness. And God saw how good it was. Evening came and morning followed the fourth day. Then God said, let the water teem with an abundance of living creatures on the earth. Let the birds fly beneath the dome of the sky. And so it happened. God created the great sea monsters and all kinds of swimming creatures, which, which the water teems and all kinds of winged birds. God saw how good it was and God blessed them saying, Be fertile, multiply, and fill the waters of the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. Evening came, and morning followed the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth all kinds of living creatures, cattle, creeping things, and wild animals of all kind. And so it happened, God made all kinds of God made all kinds of wild animals and all kinds of cattle and all kinds of creeping things of the earth. God saw how good it was. Then God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air and the cattle, and over all the wild animals and all the creatures that crawl on the ground. God created man in his image. In the divine image, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, saying, Be fertile and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and all kinds of living things that move on the earth. God saw, God also, God also said, Let, See, I gave you every kind of, of, of seed-bearing fruit plant over the earth and every tree that has been seed bearing fruit on it to be your food <clears throat> to all the animals of the land and all the birds of the air and all living creatures that crawl on the ground. I give all the green plants for food. So it happened. God looked at everything he had made and he found it very good. Evening came and morning followed the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth and all their array were completed. Since on the seventh day, God was finished with the works of he, has, he had been doing. He rested on the seventh day from all the work he had undertaken. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> okay. And we have several... Um, Choices of responsorial psalms. All right. Um, I'll read. This is the Psalm 104. Lord, send out your spirit, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are great indeed. You are clothed with majesty and glory, robed in light as with a cloak. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth you fix the earth upon its foundations not to be moved forever 
with the ocean as with a garment you covered it above the mountains the waters stood lord send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth you send forth springs into the water courses that wind among the mountains beside them the birds of heaven dwell from among the branches they send forth their song lord send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth you you water the mountains from your palace the earth is repellent with the fruit of your works you raise the grass for the cattle and vegetation for men's use producing bread from the earth lord send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth how many fold are your works o lord in wisdom you have brought them all the earth is full of your creatures bless the lord o my soul lord send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth <clears throat> Okay, now we second reading is from the book of Genesis. It's with the um, Abraham's test, God testing Abraham. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 18. And... Um, Let me see here. Well, it's a test of Abraham. Let's put it that way. It's difficult how they uh, they number it here. God put Abraham to the to the test. He called to him, Abraham. Here, I am. He replied. Then God said, Take your son Isaac, your only one, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him up as a holocaust on a height that I will point out to you. Early the next morning, Abraham saddled his donkey, took with him his son Isaac and two of his servants as well. And with the wood that he had cut for the holocaust, set out for the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham got sight of a, of the place from afar. Then he said to his servants, Both of you stay here with the donkey while the boy and I go on over yonder. We shall worship and then come back to you. Thereupon Abraham took the wood for the holocaust and laid it on his son Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two walked on together, Isaac spoke to his father, to his father Abraham. Father, Isaac said. Yes, son, he replied. Isaac continued. Here the fire and the wood, but where is the sheep for the holocaust? Son, Abraham answered. God himself will provide the sheep for the holocaust. Then the two continued going forward. When they came to the place at which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. The next he tied up his son Isaac and put him on top of the wood on the altar. Then he reached out, took the knife to slaughter his son, but the, Lord, the Lord's messenger called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. 
Here I am, he answered. Do not lay your hand on the boy, said the messenger. Do not do the least thing to him. I know now how devoted you are to God, since you did not withhold from me your own beloved son. Then Abraham took about then Abraham looked about. He spied a ram caught up in its horns in the thicket. So he went and took the ram and offered it up as a holocaust in place of his son. Abraham named the site Yahweh Yerai. Hence, people now say on the mountain, the Lord will see, the Lord will provide. Again, the Lord's messenger called Abraham from heaven and said, I swear by myself, declared the Lord, that because you acted as you did in not withholding from me your beloved son, I will bless you abundantly and make your descendants as countless as the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore. Your descendants shall take possession and the gates possession of the gates of their enemies and your descendants and all the nations of the earth shall find blessing all this because you obeyed my commandment the word of the lord thanks be to god <clears throat> psalm 16 you are my inheritance o lord psalm 16 o lord my allotted portion and my cup you it was who hold fast my lot. I set, I set the Lord ever before me. With him at my right, I shall not be disturbed. You are my inheritance, Lord. Therefore my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body too abides in confidence because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld nor will you suffer your faithful one to undergo corruption. You are my inheritance, Lord. You will show me the path of life, fullness of joy in your presence, the delight at your right hand forever. You are my inheritance, Lord. All right, third reading. The uh, the eggs from the book of Exodus. This is cha uh, chapter fourteen, and it goes uh, from verse fifteen to chapter fifteen, verse one. All right, so it cuts through. All right, a reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, "Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to go forward, and you." Lift up your staff with hand outstretched over the sea. Split the sea in two, that the Israelites may pass through it on the dry land. I will make the Egyptians so abstinent that they will go in after them. Then I will receive glory through Pharaoh and all his army, his chariots and charioteers. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. When I receive glory through Pharaoh and his chariots and charioteers, the angel of God who had been leading Israel's camp now moved and went around behind them 
the column of, of, of the cloud also, leaving the front, took up its place behind them, so that it came between the camp of the Egyptians and that of Israel. But the, but the cloud now became dark, and thus the night passed without the rival camps coming any closer together all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord swept the sea with a strong east wind throughout the night, and so turned it to dry land. When the water was thus divided, the Israelites marched into the midst of the sea on dry land, with water like a wall to the right and to the left. The Egyptians followed in pursuit. All Pharaoh's horses and charioteers and, char and chariot and charioteers went after them right into the midst of the sea in the night, which just before dawn the Lord cast through the column of the fiery cloud upon the Egyptian, the Egyptian force a glance that threw it into a panic. And so he clogged the chariot wheels that they could hardly drive with the Egyptians sounded the retreat before Israel because the Lord was fighting for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord told Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea that the water may flow back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariot and their charioteers. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and at dawn the sea flowed back to its normal depths. The Egyptians were fleeing ahead on toward the sea, on toward the sea, when the Lord hurled them into its mist, and the waters flowed back. It covered the chariot and the charioteers of Pharaoh's whole army, which had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not a single one of them escaped, but the Israelites had marched on dry land through the midst of the sea, with the water like a wall to their right and to their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the power of the Egyptians. When Israel saw the Egyptian when Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead, the Lord had shown 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 against the Egyptians. They feared the Lord and believed in him, in his and his servant Moses. Then Moses and the Israelites sang the song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord for his glorious triumphant horse and chariots he has cast into the sea. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, Exodus 15. The, the response to all the psalm is, Let us sing to the Lord. He has covered himself with, in glory. I will sing to the Lord, for he is gloriously triumphant. Horse and chariot he has cast into the sea. My strength and my courage is the Lord. And he has been my savior. He is my God. I will praise him. The God of my father. I extol him. <clears throat> Let us sing to the Lord. He has covered himself in glory. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and army. He has hurled into the sea. The elite of his officers submerged into the Red Sea. Let us sing to the Lord. He has covered himself in glory. The flood waters covered them. They sank into the depths like stone. 
Your right hand, O Lord, magnificent power. Your right hand, O Lord, has shattered the enemy. Let us sing to the Lord. He has covered himself in glory. You brought in the peoples you redeemed. You implanted them on the mountain of your inheritance. The place where you made your seat, O Lord, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Let us sing to the Lord. He has covered himself in glory. Fourth reading uh, is going to be from Isaiah 54, chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 5 to 14. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The one who has become your husband is your maker. His name is the Lord of hosts. Your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. Called God of all the earth, the Lord calls you back like a wife forsaken and grieved in spirit, a wife married in youth and then cast off, says your, your God. For a brief moment I abandoned you, but with a great tenderness I will take you back. In an outburst of wrath for a moment I hid my face from you. But with enduring love I take pity on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. This is for me like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah should never again dilute the earth, so I have sworn not to be angry with you or to rebuke you. Though the mountains leave their place and the hills be shaken, my love shall never leave you, nor my covenant of peace be shaken, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. O afflicted one, storm-battered and unconsoled, I lave your pavements in carnelians and your foundations in sapphires. I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of carpunix, uh, and all your walls of precious stones. All your sons shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall the peace of your children in justice shall you be established, far from the fear of oppression, where destruction can, cannot come near you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 30. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will extol you, O Lord, for you, for you draw me clear and did not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, you brought me up from the netherworld. You preserved me from among those going down into the pit. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will praise the Lord, you his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name, for his anger lasts but a moment, a lifetime, his good will. At nightfall, weeping enters, in, but with the dawn rejoicing, I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. Hear, O Lord, and have pity on me. O Lord, be my helper. 
You change my mourning into dancing. O Lord my God, forever will I give you thanks. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. Okay, fifth reading is from Isaiah 55, verse 1 to 11. Reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, O you who are thirsty, come to the water. You, have, you who have no money, come receive grain and eat. Come without paying and without cost. Drink wine and milk. Why spend your money for what, for what is not bread? your wages for what fails to satisfy. Heed me and you shall eat well. You shall delight in rich fare. Come to me heedfully. Listen that you may have life. I will renew with you the everlasting covenant, the benefits assured to David, as I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of nations. So shall your so shall you summon a nation you knew not, and nations that knew you not shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, who has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call him while he is near. Let the scoundrel forsake his way and the wicked man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord for mercy to our God who is generous and forgiving. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. For just as from, from the heavens the rain and snow came down, and do not return there, till they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, giving seed to the one who sows and bread to the one who eats. So shall my words be that goes forth from my mouth. My word shall not return to me void, but you shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God but shall do my will, achieving the end of which I, sh I sent it. All right, so next one is, this is a psalm from Isaiah uh, chapter 12. You shall draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. Go indeed, God indeed is my savior. I am confident and un unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim his name. Among the nations make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. Sing praise to the Lord for his good, glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great is great in, in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. You will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. Okay, the sixth reading. Reading from the book of the prophet Barak, chapter 3, 
verse 9 to 15, 32 to uh, chapter 4, verses 4. Hear, O Israel, the commandments of life. Listen and know prudence. How is it, Israel, that you are in the land of your foes, grown old in a foreign land, defiled with the dead, accounted with those destined for the netherworld? You have forsaken the fountain of wisdom. Had you walked in the way of God, you would have dwelt in enduring peace. Learn where prudence is, where, str- where strength, where understanding, that you may know also where are the length of days and life, where light of the eyes and peace, who has found the place of wisdom, who has entered into her treasures. The one who knows all things knows her. He has probed her by his knowledge. The one who established the earth for all time and filled it with the four-footed beasts. He who dismisses the light and it departs, calls it and obeys him trembling. Before whom the stars at their posts shine and rejoice. When he calls them, they answer, Here we are, shining with joy for their maker, such is our God. No other is to be compared to him. He has traced out all the ways of understanding and has given her to Jacob, his servant, to Israel, his beloved son. Since then she has appeared on earth and moved among the people. She is the book of the priest's the precepts of God, the law that endures forever. All who cling to her will live, but those but those will die who forsake her. Turn, O Jacob, and receive her. Walk by her light toward the splendor. Give not your glory to another, your privileges to an alien race. Blessed are we, O Israel, For what pleases God is known to us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 19. Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decrees of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commands of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true, all of them just. Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. They are more precious than gold, than a heap of purest gold, sweeter also than a syrup or honey from the comb. Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. Seventh reading. The book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 36, 16, 17, 18 to 28. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel lived in their land, they defiled it by their conduct and deeds. Therefore I poured out my fury upon them, because 
of the blood that they poured out on the ground, and because they defiled it with idols, I scattered them among the nations, dispersing them over foreign lands according to their conduct. And deeds I judged them, but when they came among the nations, wherever they came, they served to profane my name, my holy name, because it was said of them, These are the people of the Lord, yet they had to leave their land. So I, I, have them, I have relented because of my holy name, which the house of Israel profane among the nations, where they came, therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Not for your sake do I act, house of Israel, but for the sake of my holy name, which you profaned among the nations to which you came. I will prove the holiness of my great name, profaned among the nations in whose midst you have profaned it. Thus the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when in their sight I prove my holiness through you, for I will take you away from among the nations, gather you from all the foreign lands, and bring you back to your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you to cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will cleanse you. I will give you a new heart and place a new spirit within you, taking from your bodies your, your stony heart and giving you natural hearts. I will put my spirit within you and make you live by my statutes, careful to observe my decrees. You shall live in the land I give your fathers. You shall be my people and I shall be your God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 42. Like a deer lungs for, for running streams, my soul lungs for you, my God. I thirst. A thirst is my soul for God, the living God. When shall I go and behold the face of God? Like a deer that lungs for running streams, my soul lungs for you, my God. I went with the throng and, le and led them in procession to the house of God. Amid loud cries of joy and thanksgiving, with the multitudes keeping festival, like a deer that lungs for running streams, my soul lungs for you, my God. Send forth your light and your fidelity. They shall lead me on and bring me to your holy mount, to your holy mountain, to your dwelling place. Like a deer that lungs for running streams, my soul lungs for you, my God. Then will I go into the altar of God, the God of my gladness and joy. Then will I give you thanks, give thanks upon the harp, O God, my God. Then I will go into the altar of God, the God of my gladness and joy. Then will I go, will I give you thanks. Upon the harp, O God, my God, like a deer that lungs for running streams, my soul lungs for you, O God. Okay. All right, and let's see here. The eighth reading is actually going to be from the New Testament. St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 6, verse 3 to 11. A reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, are you unaware that we who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were indeed buried with him through baptism into death, 
So just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live in newness of life. For if we have grown into union with him through a death like his, we shall also be united with him in the resurrection. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that our sinful body might be done away with, that we might no longer be in slavery to sin. For a dead person has been absolved from sin. If then we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. We know that Christ raised from the dead dies no more. Death no longer has power over him. As to his death, he died to sin once and for all. As to his life, he lives for God. Consequently, consequently you too must think of yourselves as being dead to sin and living for God in Christ Jesus, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 118. Alleluia, alleluia. Give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Israel say his mercy endures forever. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The right hand of the Lord has struck with power. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alrighty, now the gospel. It's uh, from year A, which is uh, 2023. This year is a year A. And it's from the gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 28, verse 1 to 10. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was, drawn, was dawning near, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, approached, rolled back the stone, and sat upon it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. The guards were, the guards were shaken with fear of him, and he became like dead men. Then the angel said to the woman, to the women in reply, do not be afraid. I know that you were you are seeking Jesus, the crucified. He's not here, for he has been raised, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead, and he's going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Then they went away quickly from the tomb, fearful yet overjoyed, and ran to announce this to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, I know that sometimes they they mix it up a little bit. So I'm going to read um, all three. I'm going to read all three for uh, 
for this uh, for this reading, just so you guys can give a comparisons and you can see uh, the Synoptic Gospels, and I'll probably read the uh, the Gospel of John as well. So, here this is going to be Mark's Gospel, the Gospel, uh, the Resurrection according to Mark's Gospel, chapter sixteen, verse one to eight. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 16, verse 1 and 8. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices uh, so that they might go and anoint him. Very early, when the sun had risen, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb. They were saying to one another, Who will roll back the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone had, a, had been rolled back. It was very large. On entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a white robe, and they were utterly amazed. He said to them, do not be amazed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, the crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter, He is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, as he told you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, and now this is for the year C. Uh, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 24, verse 1 to 12. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. At daybreak, on the first day of the week, the women who had come from Galilee with Jesus took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found a stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered... They did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were puzzling over this, behold, two men in dazzling garments appeared to them. They were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. They said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has been raised. Remember what he said to you while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and rise on the third day. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb, and now announced all these things to the eleven, and to all the others, the women, um, and to all the others. The women were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary the mother of James. The others who accompanied him also told this to the apostles, but their story seemed like nonsense, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up, ran to the tomb, bent down, and saw the burial cloths alone. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, I'm going to read the account of the resurrection from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 20. I'm going to read from verse 1 all the way to verse 18. Now, on the first day of the week... Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, to the one whom Jesus loved.
and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where. They have laid him. Peter then came out with the other disciple, and they went toward the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloth laying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloth laying, and the other and the napkin, which had been on his head, not laying with the linen cloth, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed, for as yet they did not know the scripture that he must be that he must raise from the dead then the disciples went back to their homes but mary stood weeping outside the tomb and as she wept she stood in she stooped to look into the tomb and she saw two angels in white sitting there at the at the body of jesus where where the body of Jesus had been laid, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Saying this, she turned and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom do you seek? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you, have if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabone, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold, do not hold me. For I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and said to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them, she, she told them that he had said these things to her. Mary Magdalene went and said to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he has said these things to her. The gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 24, the resurrection. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. While, while they were perplexed about this, till, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you 
while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with, with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle talk, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home wondering at what, he, at what had happened. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him, and he said to them, What is this conversation which you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Kilopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know these things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and, cruci and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since this happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. And they came back saying that, that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O oh, foolish men, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them, in all the script in, in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He appeared to be going further, but they constrained him, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now near now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread 
and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished out of their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened up, opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven gathered together and those who were with them, who said, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. As they were saying this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and supposed that they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled and why do, why do questions rise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see. For a spirit has not flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and wondered, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took and ate it before them. Then he said to them, These are my words which I spoken to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name in all nations, beginning from Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with the power on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven, and they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple, blessing God, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. On um, social media, Taylor Marshall posted that five, over 5,000 people entered Easter Vigil in uh, France, surprisingly. If that I I looked it up, the article says that actually says it that over five thousand four hundred, maybe thirty five. I don't know. I I think I know it's I know it's about five thousand, five thousand four hundred uh, people came into the Catholic Church on Easter Vigil in France. That's that's remarkable. I mean, France looked pretty bad and. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think maybe there's we could say. Um, I didn't read the full article, but I'm going to say probably is going to be a number of factors that's going to surprise us.
And I mean, there is, there's a lot going on. I mean, you know, I'm, I don't know, but it could be the fact that they're hearing more about the Christian faith, but I'm going to say it's probably not from, from uh, the catechesis of the church. Although the catechesis of the church, you need the right people. You need the right people to, to, to teach this. But I'm going to take a guess that it could be also what they've seen on on media, like The Chosen. The Chosen, uh, I know there's some people that don't agree with it, that don't agree with how it's done. But let's be honest, it is, it is helpful. It presents Christ and it presents him in a way that I think is uniquely different from anything else. It makes you go read the Bible. It makes you pick up the Bible. And I think that's the beauty of it. Um, but that's me. Also, I think it's, it's the fact that people, modernism, just can't fill in the void. Modernism has failed. Has failed to, 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 you can't, technology can't make you happy. Politics will not make you happy. Uh, materialism will not make you happy. You, you need there's got to be more to life. Even science cannot save a person's soul and make them happy. It cannot solve the biggest, deepest need that human beings want. They want to know what the meaning of life is and they want, they want to know truth. And truth is a person. That person is Jesus Christ. People who are deeply seated in modernism are going to find themselves reaching a point where they're realizing that they're miserable, they're unhappy. You could try with the sports, you could try with entertainment, you could try with video games, you could try drugs, you could try alcohol, you could try even uh, diving into nature. You could try everything you can. You can even go and dive into social justice. But you're never going to be fulfilled and happy. And people always say they're not happy. Happiness is a person. Truth is a person. Life is a person. His name is Jesus Christ. He, his name is Jesus Christ. Because the one biggest thing you're going to face is that this life is going to end. This life that you're living, that you're living, and you're getting older, and each day, each second, each minute, each nanosecond, each hour that goes away, you get, you're losing time and you're getting closer and closer to eternity. But where you're going to spend that eternity, that's the question. 
It doesn't matter what you do. You could change your sex. You could change your gender. You could change political parties. You could find new causes to save the planet. You're never going to escape death. You're not going to escape eternity. And I, and I mean it by eternity is you're going to end this life, end this temporary life and go face your maker. Whether you like it or not, you're going to face God. Science is not going to stop that. They cannot prolong your life. The so-called the, um, transhumanism, whatever the heck it is about joining us to the computer and the matrix, you're not going to escape God. You can't escape the one who creates all things. The one who, the one who is the source of consciousness, source of reality, source of existence. The one who... Who, who creates matter, gravity, uh, who performed all the universe, who gave you consciousness and existence. You can't escape that. And that's, that's the biggest thing that, that human beings have now. It's, it's modernism. It's existence. It's reality. They want to escape it. It's the pride. Their pride gets in the way. Their ego gets in the way. Their, 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 their love of self gets in the way. You can't, that, all these things are meaningless. They can't save you. You have to come and stand before your maker. You have to come and stand before him. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the source of all existence, and you have to ask yourself, who am I? What am I? And then you have to look at him and realize I am, you have to see, you have to look at him and realize you are nothing. You are nothing. You are absolutely nothing. Who, who you are is nothing. Without him. But you were created for something. And because you've been running away from him, your source of existence has been disconnected. Because you refuse to acknowledge him as your creator. It's like a child running away from a parent. In him, you find yourself. In him, you find who you are. In him, you find completeness, wholeness, meaning. Jesus Christ. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The way, the truth, and the life. The I am. He knows us better than anybody else. He knows you better than yourself. It doesn't matter what the greatest scientists in the world tell you. 
that you can't, they all admit in the end, they don't know anything. They don't know. And if they don't know, then how do you know what they told you is true? If someone but Dawkins in front of Piers Morgan the other day just had to admit he doesn't know. After all these years, he admits we can never know for certain. Wish he would have said that earlier, saved everybody the trouble. But it was his pride and his ego that that just just in the end, because he's older and because he's he is older and he's a man, he's a mortal man. Yet he has become famous. Many people listened to him because he sounded like he knew what he was talking about. In the end, he doesn't know. None of them know. But then everybody will ask the question, then how can we be certain anybody knows anything? Well, we know that there is a God. It doesn't matter what they fi- what physicists have figured out. A physicist only can read nature, can only figure out whatever God permits him to know. That's another thing. Whatever God permits scientists to know, that's all that that it, that 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 really matters. We need. We we know in our hearts that God exists. We know in our hearts. We know. We even know by studying physical nature, we know that the universe at one time did not exist. And you know how you could know this? At one time, you didn't exist. I didn't exist. My friend didn't exist. My mother didn't exist. We know that the universe did not exist. We know by history. One time, there were no cars. Human beings learning more about nature, learning about science, learning how to control material. We invented cars and light bulbs, and we we invented the wheel. We invented boats. We invented all these things because we learned a little bit about the universe. We learned about the chemicals and how to take material and how to abstract material, how to forge it and how to put it together. At one time, all this, we didn't know it. Far from the cave, somehow we started to learn these things. And that in itself shows you that there's some kind of hand guiding us. Computers, telephone, television, radio, the telegraph, the steam engine, right? Making tools to create to that would help make life easier. Metal, how to fish, how to hunt, how to build, all these things. We learned them. Because something permitted us to learn them. And some places, they didn't, they didn't invent any of these things on parts of the earth. Why? 
Could it be that maybe our minds, because the more we're geared towards the truth, the more we're geared towards God, that God reveals these things to us? Maybe. But the point is, you and I, we know that we're heading towards death. That's what scares a lot of people. That's what frightens people. That's what frightens, I think, a lot of people. They're trying to get away from reality. They're trying to escape something. It's tough. We're all going to die. We are all going to die. And we know that. And it scares us. It scares some people. Some people, I think, are more scared than others. Some people are more terrified of their mortality. The idea that one day they won't see this world anymore. That they won't feel, taste, experience things anymore. And that's that's why I think a lot of, a lot of people are acting the way this way. It's death. I mean, now you hear this nonsense about transhumanism, merging the human with the technology, with the software, with with um, robots or something. <laughs> That's uh, doesn't matter. It's never going to happen. You can't stop death. You cannot stop death. You cannot stop your mortality. You cannot stop the clock ticking. You cannot stop the sand running out of uh, time. You're running out of time. And that's what bothers people. We need to turn to Christ. We need him. And people, he's the one person, think about it, the one person in history Everybody can't get rid of. Everybody finds him difficult to deal with. Because Jesus is the truth. He's the way. And people get angry. They want to know if there's another way. Because they want to escape their guilt. There is no other way. I'm going to end it here. And I'm going to say this. Happy Easter to everybody. All right. Look to Christ. Look to him. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Praise be Jesus Christ, King of eternal glory. Amen.